0: Hello and welcome, everyone. My name is Matt and this is Journey to Freedom podcast. This show is all about traveling, financial freedom, success stories, and so much more. In this podcast, I talk with a diverse community of people about their stories from around the world and my own life experiences with traveling and finance. Join me to my weekly series to learn more. Welcome back to yet another episode of Journey to Freedom and happy Friday. I really hope you have been enjoying the past episodes, stories from my guests, personal advice and some travel tips that I've been sharing with you on this podcast. So far, this is the 18th episode and there has been some amazing guests that already shared their stories here. We had Sarah Gallo, who has visited over 115 countries around the world and shared how she managed to do that. We also had the CEO of PepsiCo and Pizza Hut, Steven Raymond, who shared his challenges and opportunities during his career. And we also had Michael Varius, who worked as a director of restaurants at the Ritz Carlton brand and share with us why he decided to leave his job and open his own food truck instead. I am extremely grateful to have connected with so many amazing people from all around the world, and thankful that they were able to share their stories with you. And if you have missed some of the episodes, head out to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any other podcast platform and look for Journey to Freedom. Make sure to subscribe, leave a review, and also support me on Patreon. And if you're unfamiliar with Patreon, Patreon is a page where you can find my exclusive content, such as episodes, show notes, personal traveling um, information and finance advance this is a place where i'll be able to share with you some of the best content and exclusive content on a weekly basis and today i'm bringing yet another incredible guest whose story is truly fascinating and inspirational Łukasz prentka polish-born hotelier who chose to live in asia and currently works as a group general manager at the Teardrop Hotels Group in Sri Lanka. His journey began in 2005, where he moved to China and worked as a management trainee in a food and beverage sector. Ever since then, he has well progressed in the ranks within the hospitality industry and has also moved to different countries in the region. With Wukash, I would like to discuss his career beginnings, what is living in Sri Lanka like, how he achieved becoming a GM and his advice for people considering moving abroad. Lukasz, thanks a lot for reconnecting with me. I'm super glad that you're with me today.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Absolutely. Before we dive into the questions um, that I would like to talk about, because I know there is a lot to talk about, just want to put a quick note right here that we actually never um, met. We, we we actually connected on LinkedIn, I was able to find your profile. Uh, and and I'm really glad I did that, and right now we're able to have this podcast and talk about some of the things that I'm really passionate about, and I hope that a lot of people that are listening to it are gonna be able to benefit from it. So thanks a lot for for being here today and taking your time. Um, So let's start with the first question um, that I have for you, and maybe a little bit of a background about you uh, and your beginnings. If you could uh, share with us what were your beginnings when you moved from Europe to Asia and uh, why did you decide to chose that part of the world in particular?
1: Yes, absolutely. Um, thank you again for having me. Uh, going to your question, um, maybe let me first uh, try to answer the second part of the question and um, why actually Asia? And I must say it, it, it wasn't a part of the plan. Um, I believe many people who are actually ending up in, in, the, in a different part of the world after so many years being there, they probably can say exactly the same thing. You know, it, it, it was a coincidence. It wasn't really planned um, properly. So back in 2005, when you said I have moved um, moved to China and I, I traveled to China to uh, um, and I'll tell you in, 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 in a while a little bit more about it. But before before that actually happened, um, I was based in Poland. I. You know, I run my own company. I work uh, part time uh, in food and beverage sector as a waiter, um, and you know, covering a number of events and so on. So, hence, you know, that interest in hospitality, uh, partly coming from, from that uh, that time. I never really thought about you know, living or working abroad. You know, everything was always about Poland and you know my career between um, a number of different, maybe industries, different interests. And I never really crossed my mind the thought that I would one day actually start working, especially so far away from, from my home country. So, you know, with, with that said, um, in 2005, actually, I had a, for, the, for the very first time an opportunity to, to see Asia. Um, I traveled to China. I, I was invited by my brother. Um, we invited me and the family for the Easter to celebrate Easter in China. And it was incredible, really eye-opening experience. You know, it was the first country in uh, that part of the world I've seen. I've traveled a lot in Europe, but I've never really seen any Asian countries. So, and, and suddenly, you know, being in this, um, huge, uh, uh, huge, uh, country with, with, you know, big cities. And I, I remember arriving Hong Kong and then moving to Shenzhen. And driving through the highway for two hours, um, you know, I was completely shocked, you know, um, blown away. I would say with the scale um, and you know, opportunities and possibilities, you know, whatever, whatever you can think of. I wasn't actually thinking about moving that time. We have a good chat with my brother. He was very convincing, saying, you know, maybe it's a it's a good place to to go. Uh, a lot of my colleagues would be um during that period of time migrating, you know, and 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 looking for an opportunities in in Europe. So many of them would be going west, uh, especially to UK or Ireland, Germany. Um, I remember that time lots of my colleagues been actually uh, exposing themselves into the West. I said why not East, right? Um, I have this yeah. uh, very adventurous kind of personality from from when I was very little and you know just you know, very being very curious of you know what is Asia all about, and and you yeah, know absolutely. decided to 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 go.
0: Which is which is really really interesting that you know just same with me actually a lot of my friends a lot of people that I um you know I was with in in high school for example most of them are still in Europe, uh, so not a lot of people really want to explore those farther areas in the world which I would say. Uh, I know sometimes it's a challenging, but I'm I'm really glad you were able to move that, to make that move, especially to Asia, which is a really really amazing place. Yeah,
1: no, I'm saying you know people are afraid of moving from the comfort zone they have, right? Already going into Western countries in Europe, that's a big step, but you know moving to Asia, it's a it's a completely different beast, right? I mean you're meeting uh, you know meeting people and culture you've never encountered, um, you know that kind of uh, a, a different aspects of in different way of thinking in your life and and suddenly you have to, you know, adopt quickly and learn, uh, um, completely different things. So
0: absolutely. Yeah. And then uh, that's one of the things that I want to ask you. It's a, uh, it's a language. That's something a lot of people are really afraid of when they move to, uh, places like this, what was your experience when it comes to learning, you know, Chinese, did you have any, uh, problems when you. Um, had to, you know, pick up the new language when you moved to China. Well,
1: I'm, I must say that actually, when um, when I first um, arrived China, um, I could barely speak English, and that was uh, that was, I think, even bigger problem because you know, having a, a Polish citizen being in China looking for a job um, without without knowing English uh, or no Chinese, um, it was a, it was almost like a suicide um but yeah. uh, but i must say you know the situation really um the terms of you know how you should be um reacting to the situation and you know how fast you need to learn if you want to succeed so obviously english was the first language that i had to quickly improve i was studying english at school but you know still um i, I need to bring it into a, a, a lot better uh, a level, a lot higher level than Chinese uh, kind of came after. And, you know, it wasn't easy, obviously, completely different language, maybe because, yeah. you know, I've, I've studied music. I'm a musician. It came a little bit um, easier. You know, it's uh, it based on tones. And, you know, the melody is so important in the language uh, to be able to really repeat the same uh, uh, same melody structure uh, between the sentence that you say. Um, So I guess, you know, that was also helping, Um, it was also funny, Polish, it's on the way, um, you know, quite similar when it comes to pronunciation, it's probably much more easier for Polish to actually, um, to pronounce uh, Mandarin, uh, uh, Mandarin, you know, than would be for, for, let's say, somebody from, from UK or States. So, you know, on the way it, you know, it was, it was a a great, great challenge for me and was also something that I had to do. You know, I didn't have a choice really, because especially when you start, you know, progressing your career from, you know, from uh, very, very much uh, beginning, right? I I did have a number of uh, years of experience from Europe, but when you come to China and you kind of start starting from, from scratch. Um, you know, you you, you need to re- you have to realize that you know lots of people around you don't actually speak English, and and where this is actually not a problem in it wasn't a problem in a few years time. You know, when when I was progressing, you know, to become a department head and director of, of a division, obviously people around me then were fluent in English, but the beginnings were of right. course um, challenging.
0: Absolutely, and this is an uh, interesting thing that you know. You've been you've been living in Asia for sixteen years right now, if I'm not mistaken. I've been in uh, the States for almost nine years, and you know, obviously, each uh, both of us we have different challenges. But I'm wondering what what would you say were some of your biggest challenges uh, when when it comes to living in Asia?
1: Yeah, it's been sixteen years, so you know, it's uh, probably very hard to to put that to, in a few words. Um, I guess over the time, you know, I was meeting different challenges um, some of them, it, was, um, it, would, it had something to do with, uh, you know, facing a new cultures and, and just adopting into, into a new environment, um, which I think, you know, I'm, I'm quite easy going when it comes to uh, settling in. And, you know, I'm, I'm so happy to, to be exploring and to be learning uh, about other cultures and I do think that that's probably one of the biggest challenge when you um, go so far away from your original culture. It's to to you know adopt quickly and you know try to understand how people think, uh, the way they work. You know it's, it's it has something to do with the language as well. But you know basically even once you possess that uh, skill, you still you know need to understand how to get to people, right? And I and I think that's the the biggest uh, the biggest wisdom. And over these years, you know, I've been exposed to uh, uh, so different cultures, you know, anything from from Chinese into, you know, Sri Lankan into Middle Eastern and, and Maldivian cultures. So, um, you know, overall, each one of them would require a different kind of uh, uh, skill set and a different approach and, 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 and bringing a different set of challenges. But I think that's that's what we like in life. You know, we like to to be improving actually by by uh, uh, you know discovering um new ways and exploring different areas
0: absolutely and especially that you work in the hospitality industry so you connect with those people at all times pretty much um, and i know you worked in different places in the world which is very very uh, very amazing. Um, and I know that might be might be a challenge. And this is an ex- exactly another topic that I want to talk about, a little bit more about your career, your career, career progression, because I know I have a lot of listeners um, that are my friends or people that follow me on social media that, uh, that love to travel, or maybe they actually have uh, completed, you know, hospitality management degrees. And living in just one place, uh, let's just say in the United States, We kind of get the idea how it goes when it comes to progressing in a career that you have to sort of start from the bottom and work your way up. But um, I want to ask you about your general manager position, because you eventually were able to achieve that. So if you could tell us a little bit more about um, what was your first official GM position and how were you able to get to that point?
1: It it was back in 2011 um, in China. Um, I was honored to to join an amazing company uh, called Aman Resorts um, through actually uh, some experiences I have already in China. Um, I guess, and I, I I I was I was able to to actually connect with people behind this um, this company, uh, including the founder Adrian Zeka and uh, you know. Some time later, when actually I was close to decide um, to leave China, um, you know, that time uh, our son was born, you know, and we were very close to making that decision. I actually received a call from a colleague of mine who, who was working at uh, Aman Resorts, and he said if I would be interested, you know, in, in taking a position. I didn't know that time it's a GM position. And I and I told right. him right away, I said, like, well, listen, no matter what it is, I'm, I'm coming. Right. So um, and to my surprise, they were looking for for a GM. And uh, I have this pleasure of of, you know, going um, through a, a round of different interviews. Um, and in the end, uh, Mr. Edwin Zeka, he did he did actually assign me for Aman Fire, which is uh, one of the Ammans in China. I stayed with Amma for three years and I think that was uh, the big, very beginning of, of my, um, you know, my real career as a hotelier, I guess, it, it really was a turning point.
0: And then for those who don't know, what were your positions before? What did you do before your general manager? Um, just so everyone knows.
1: Yeah. So, as I mentioned before I even came to, um, before I even came to Asia, before I moved to Asia, I was working. Um, in food and beverage sector, I would say um, I was working um, with events, banqueting as a waiter. So I started my career in F&B, and I spent quite a few years um, back in Poland, still part timer uh, because I was studying at the same time. But uh, you know that was that was my first F&B experience. When I moved to China, I started with the same. But since I was since I was really um, I was really in a situation that I had to learn lots of things from the beginning including the language including the way to work with Chinese people and um, I knew that I have a, a great uh, opportunity now to actually start um, from different departments uh, all all together so outside of my AT&B experience which was you know close to close to seven or eight years, um, if I'm not mistaken, I moved actually straight to rooms division. So I was progressing, uh, you know, from guest relations into front office operations. You know, going through the front office manager position to director of rooms, um, and then the GM.
0: And then the GM, which is a really interesting topic, because as of right now, um, I know you are general manager for a few years, but as of right now. Your title is a group general manager at the Teardrop Hotels in actually Sri Lanka. Um, could we also talk about that and how is it different? Because um, I don't even know. I'm really curious about that. How is it different between being a general manager of a hotel or maybe you know two hotels to your current position?
1: Sure. Well, the the, the first GM position we've been mentioned in China started in 2011. Until very recently, I was a property GM. So you know, moving from um, um, country to country and, and, and staying with different companies. Um, I was always a great believer that, you know, that's what I want to do. Um, be a property GM. That's something what I want to do for uh, an, a good couple of years. Then this opportunity came across. Um, and, and that is, you know, a lot more, um, a lot more like a corporate position. Uh, so we do have seven hotels a luxury boutique hotels in our portfolio um and you know suddenly it's it's completely different uh, way of working right I mean you're, you're not working over the weekends you know at, at nights and you are you know more kind of um you know a lot of office work but also you're visiting the properties so you're seeing these beautiful sites um and you see them a lot so you're not just you know sticking with one place um, there is lesser, probably, interaction with guests, which I always did appreciate when I was working um, at the property. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of other things up there, you know, to work on. And, and I think developing the brand, uh, working on new uh, openings, you know, and, and creating these big uh, strategies and, and, and procedures for the entire group, it's, a, it's a, you know, a completely different uh, Completely different work altogether, but I really do enjoy it, and and I now I can't really imagine uh, if I would have to go back to the um, to the just single property. Um, so you know those the ones I work for are relatively small, but uh, there's a big number of it. You know there are new coming outside of Teardrop Hotels. Um, you know we also have a, quite a few properties under management uh, management contract. So you know there's there's a big portfolio and you have to be in each one of them and and you know overlooking the operations and the development and and you know a, a brand development a company expansion so lots of lots of uh, new interesting uh, new interesting things coming
0: sounds sounds interesting would you say that um that right now when you are and not a general manager of just one property but like you said you're overseeing seven of them would you say that because of your responsibilities right now is it a little bit more stressful or a little bit more of a workload than you had before
1: no i wouldn't say that i mean i think it's uh, you know it's it's it, it has its own you know its own ways and i guess you know it's it's not i can't say equally stressful you know i mean uh, everybody from the industry likes that uh, level of stress i guess and, and and you have to enjoy it otherwise you wouldn't be doing what you're doing um but but you know it's it's a just a different different uh, way of working you know it's a lot more um a lot more a big picture sort of you know way of thinking and moving forward and then you know planning for years to come and you know it's less about operations and this you know day-to-day uh um, stress, you know, it's it's more about you know strategies and big money and and, and you know looking to um, uh, working with partners and, and, and new investors and you know it's it, it's a it's a different it's a different um, I think stress level.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I just wanted to know because I'm really curious how that is different from general manager, because like I said, I'm sure a lot of people understand what a role of general manager is and when it comes to just managing one hotel. But when you're in charge of a whole portfolio, like you said, like you are right now in Sri Lanka, I'm sure it's a, it's a different beast. It's a different yeah, story.
1: Let's take an, as an example, developing the menus, right? I mean, you, you may have a multiple outlets in your hotel, um, so you still... You know, you need to work on them with your, with your executive chef. Now, with our group executive chef, I, I have to work uh, a strategy out. You know, to roll out throughout the group, and each hotel is slightly different, right? While there has to be some similarities, and and you know, th- there is a lot more actually work to be done, but also uh, a lot more people to, to to work on it. So you get that support as well um and you know between between the, the its own structure so i guess I guess it's, it's just different you know it's a different scale but but you still have you know this this major departments that you would normally have under you um when you operate the hotel you still have your f and b you still have your you know kitchen operations you still have your operational departments with housekeeping and rooms um and front office and spa and you have your sales and marketing and hr everything it's just you know uh is working with you it's now a uh, group level right so
0: it sounds like every single day it's different wouldn't you say so
1: totally yes but i guess i guess when you are at the hotel it's 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 also you know it's also probably the same thing because then when you're actually working very closely with with guests itself you know it's it's everyday brings some new, new, um, new interesting challenge, you know, and, and some um, other works to do, of course, you know, being a group GM that allows me to be exposed in, 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 in completely different areas. And, and you know, I, I, I travel a lot more, obviously now with the traveling restrictions, it's not as easy as before, but, you know, we try our level best to be in, in, in each of the properties uh, as often as possible. So, you know, it's interesting because then you're changing the environment, right? You're suddenly not just in one, in one place, but you're able to to actually see um, different different locations and work with different teams.
0: Well, let's switch the topic just a little bit from uh, from hospitality. Well, actually, let's just talk a little bit more about actually Sri Lanka itself and living in Sri Lanka because, um, you know, I've never been to Sri Lanka. I would love to go there one day. I know you've been living there for quite some time right now. So... I would say that you are a little bit more of an expert uh, when it comes to living there. Uh, Or at least you have an idea of how it is when it comes to transportation, you know, culture and expenses. Uh, I'm sure that not a lot of people who are listening have been to Sri Lanka. Um, And I was wondering if you would be able to share with us um, how is living in Sri Lanka for you when it comes to living conditions or or overall picture um, of how you see it?
1: Yeah, exactly. As you said, I mean, uh, I wouldn't say an expert, but 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 I, I get an idea. So <laughs> I will try to try to uh, explain to you from my point of view. Um, it's a beautiful country, um, wonderful people. Uh, the greenery here is just like overwhelming. You know, it, it's, it's that tropical island, you know, with uh, lots of uh, rains and, and it's tropical climate, which allows um, the allows the um plants and trees you know and, and to grow very very fast you know i must say even from my own garden you know when i uh, left a couple of months ago i left a little um little plants there now we have a big trees already so it grows amazingly fast and you see this all around you um the other thing about sri lanka it's the, the colors you know you have a mixture of different cultures different religions you know it's a uh, it's a, it's the Buddhism, um, you know. You have Hindu, you know. You have uh, Muslim here. You have Christians. You know. It's it's a really interesting mixture. I and mean, you can go to the city like Gaul in the south, and you see this uh, you see this different establishment just next to each other, you know. And you just go to another street, and you see you know different colors, different people, different different religion. The 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 diversity is it's it's amazing, you know. And and I really like that. Um, and the climate is very, um, very pleasant. It's 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 hot, you may say. I mean, you can probably get used to it very quickly when you come. Nice breeze from the from the ocean. So when you live in the south, um, although maybe sometimes getting close to thirty 70 degrees, but, um, and it's actually staying this way throughout the year. Um, but with the nice um, pleasant breeze uh, coming from the ocean, you know, it's it's not. Uh, Uh, you know it's not unbearable and then you can go into the central of sri lanka when the climate is much closer to the european climate um, because of the elevation so you go to the hills you know and then you suddenly have to put your jacket on it you know and 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 it's uh, it's amazing how it's actually it's a big island you know when you when you travel um throughout the country you you see so many different uh um and you know uh, climate areas and 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 different and different uh, establishments when it comes to religion you go very far north you know you're very close to india already um so you see the minorities of uh, tamil people are just amazing you know it's it's colorful and it's interestingly when i would consider countries around sri lanka i would say this you know people the way they live it's simple but it's a very clean country you know it's 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 a nothing really like if somebody's is um Hesitating, hesitating, you know, to go to places like, you know, India, Sri Lanka, it's absolutely awesome. I mean, it's, uh, uh, you know, you have this European culture being here uh, from the colonial times. So you, you know, you see this architecture is amazing. People do speak English, you know, and, and that's uh, probably another advantage of, uh, for the travelers. Um, it's inexpensive, I would say on the way um, to, to simply, you know, go out and uh, try different things um it, it's it, it's not really expensive country uh, to stay obviously depending on 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 the level of luxury you want to spend your holiday but you know if, if somebody is planning to actually move here for um, a while longer I would say it's also amazing uh, place to leave
0: so would you actually say that you know if people would like to maybe uh visit Sri Lanka uh, or maybe even relocate from Europe, would you consider this as a good place?
1: I would always uh, I would always advise to relocate at least for um, a couple of years. If somebody's still young, you know and and not really engaged fully. I mean, I was so fortunate that you know my family and my wife and, and the kids are pretty much you know thinking the same way as I do. and I was so fortunate having them always beside me. But uh, you know, for I think for young people who just graduated from university, you know, as long as they have no, uh, they're really not engaged, you know, with, uh, with the relationship, uh, don't have kids, maybe it's a it's a it's a it's a must do thing, you know, just just by going. I'm not saying necessarily Sri Lanka. I'm just I would say any of these Asian countries here, just to stay for a few years. It's it's an eye opening experience, and the the possibilities really to um to discover the region right suddenly you know you have all these amazing places just around the corner so i would definitely encourage to to come for uh, um, a little longer than just holiday if somebody actually plans to come to sri lanka i would say two weeks two weeks i would encourage as a kind of minimum to really get a feeling of of um everything that sri lanka uh, can offer but absolutely you know if somebody has that possibility of, of coming here for longer then it's an amazing place to stay
0: so i yeah absolutely so i know that you've been traveling a lot within asia i'm just wondering what are your future plans and goals
1: so when it comes to 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 my um you know personal life but i think it's it's still very much uh, linked with with my my professional uh, life and and a career path um, I would say I enjoy um, this particular location and you know, I enjoy Sri Lanka so much that I would, um, I would prefer to stay here um, uh, a lot longer. So maybe for the next uh, few years, I'm not really planning to move, um, to move from here. Um, I, I love the, the, the place and I really enjoy my work. So I would say maybe even next uh, five years, five years, if possible, I would uh, I would stay um, stay around here. Now, of course, you know, in the future, there may be some other opportunities. We'll see. I never really do plan um, too far away.
0: So the last question that I have for you, if you would, um, I was just wondering, because with your vast experience in hospitality and you were able to travel a lot as well. Um, I have a lot of people that are listening, like I mentioned before, and they're in the hospitality industry. Would you happen to have any tips or advice for for those who are just entering the hospitality industry that, you know, currently with the current, obviously, pandemic situation, they might be a little bit unsure when it comes to uh, working in, in the hospitality. Um, would you happen to have any advice for them to sort of encourage them to let them know that this is actually, um, I would say, maybe not a beginning of the hospitality boom, but it's something that's definitely new, challenging, but also exciting.
1: Yeah, I, I hope I do. And and you know, again, for those who who just uh, maybe thinking of of joining a hotel school and um, haven't actually decided yet, I would you know, I would just say it's it's an amazing journey, you know, and then you are really exposing to so many different aspects of life. Um, once you actually understand how how the hotel operates, you're suddenly, you know, you you you're becoming really knowledgeable in so many different areas that can help you in the future, whether you decide to stay with the industry or not. So I, I, I guess it's a it's an amazing um, amazing industry already to, to, you know, um, to really have your first, uh, steps, uh, in your career. And for somebody who, who is not convinced yet to stay, and because maybe of the pandemic situation, you know, people are a little bit afraid of, of, of staying, not really knowing what, what, what's coming. Um, I do think it's, it's a really, uh, you know, temporary situation. I, I think everybody, um, every person on this planet you know have have that in the in the blood the the the, the, the willingness the, the really interest in in exploring and, and 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 traveling it's it's you know probably the best the best um way of doing it so uh that situation will not be stopping people for 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 much longer you know the moment uh the uh, you know the, the flights resume and 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 we have all these restrictions being lifted and, and this is what is happening already now, you know, people are already back on track, you know, and what's interesting actually, what you said, uh, we may actually observe a big increase in, 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 traveling, you know, in, in travelers visiting different places, because suddenly people, you know, feel free again, they can move out of their uh, premises, you know, and, and, and feel free of actually, um, you know, getting into the, the adventures and, 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 you know, getting outside of home and, and exploring the world. And I think that's what everybody wants to do. And here we are, um, it will be a definitely, uh, a lot more competitive, uh, competitive market, um, even when it comes to jobs, but I guess it's worth it. It's worth it because, you know, it's, there will be also, um, quite high demand for talented people to be joining the companies where, you know, now maybe they, they, they wouldn't be needing a full, full cutter to, to, to be running the, the property, but again, you know, in the next year or two, it will be a huge need. And, and there's still, you know, new properties coming all around the world, uh, and, and it coming in a, in a great number. So the hospitality business, uh, won't be stopped just by this, um, um, you know, pandemic situation definitely
0: yeah just like you mentioned i think everybody's gonna go back to traveling they want to explore the world people just cannot sit in one place for way too long just like myself i really hope that i'll be able to travel a little bit hopefully even visit you in sri lanka one day i'd love to to see the the country explore a little bit please be my guest (laughs) thank you thank you well with that being said i want to thank you for being here on a journey to freedom Really appreciate sharing you all the stories. I know we covered a lot. We talked uh, all about Sri Lanka, about your position, about your beginnings. I really hope that by doing so, a lot of people get a little bit more motivated. Uh, They get inspired. They're gonna be able to not just travel, but go out of their comfort zone and see what's really out there outside of their their home country. Uh, Take those challenges just like you did uh, back when you moved to China. Um, because I know that that changed your life and I hope some people will be able to do that as well. So, Lukasz, once again, thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, We'll definitely stay connected and appreciate your time right here. Thank
1: you so much for your time and for letting me share
0: my story. Thank you. Thank you, Lukasz. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thanks a lot for joining the podcast. Please make sure to subscribe, leave a review on Apple Podcasts and also let your friends and family know about Journey to Freedom. Also, consider supporting me on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash journey to freedom. Patreon is a membership platform that allows you to connect with me on one on one basis. It's a place where I share exclusive content, such as personal spreadsheets, traveling tips and advice, and of course, show notes from every single episode. It's a place where you can find a lot of insightful links, files, and so much more. Thanks a lot for listening, and I'll catch you on the next one.